All right. Good good morning and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach Podcast. Man, uh first things first, what a what a game last night uh in the Super Bowl. What a what a defensive performance. And even though these days I'm calling offensive plays, I think that, that you can definitely appreciate the the defensive performance, especially of the Rams in the second half, them being able to to do what they did and uh, just limit the, the Bengals' offense, and and then that gave their offense, the Rams' offense, a chance to to win the game. And man, it just goes to show you that defense is still important, even in the the era of scoring more points and offenses having more of the advantage. As far as rules and yeah, rules. I mean, the rules fair with the offense. Uh, that defense still is something that is very, very important to the game of, of football. And you even saw that in the uh, college football playoff uh, with Georgia having such a, a wonderful defense this past year. And people are really playing good defense these days when you you look at how especially in in my area of the country the big 12 is what's on tv a lot because west virginia is in the in the big 12 but man the big 12 is becoming quite the defensive conference Uh, for a while there it was the offense had the upper hand and then the defensive coordinators and the defensive coaches had come up with great plans to really limit uh offenses 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 capability to be explosive, to to be productive. And, man, it's just the, the game of football is back and forth. It's back and forth, back and forth. And the defense will have the upper hand in the offense. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the next offensive innovation is, especially, you know, at the pro and collegiate collegiate level. Maybe it's, it is what it is, and maybe it's how it will be uh, for a while. But you gotta you gotta think that somebody out there has a has a unique idea that they're gonna come up with to try to score more points and yeah so great Super Bowl uh, I just love seeing some good defense I think that's something that's that's good for the game of football I think the game of football is good when defenses are good and obviously you don't want two nothing games or three nothing games but I think it's awesome to to watch a game that is balanced offense, defense, special teams. And that's something that's, that's enjoyable. So that was a little bit about the Super Bowl, but today I really want to talk about just being yourself. Uh, As a coach, we all have different personalities, right? We have different likes. We have things that appeal to us things that we we gravitate towards and yeah I think that is that's good I think that the game of football is is far better off when people have differing opinions when we when we have different opinions of a play Right, you can have people look at an inside zone play or a power play or 
let's say, in the passing game mesh, and people can have all sorts of different opinions about that play. Does somebody like that play? Does they dislike that play? And that's what that's part of what makes it beautiful because people run on offense, people run spread, people run wing T, people run I, people run T, people run split back veer, people run triple option. I'm speaking specifically about the high school level. And then on defense, there's three three, there's four three, there's three four, there's six one, there's fifty three, there's all sorts of things that people run at the high school level. I think it's what makes high school football a beautiful thing is the variety of different schemes you see on a in a given week. And I was I have some of our film pulled up from this past year and we're playing against the team and they're in a you know a six two cover zero look to our to our power eye set. And I love power eye. That's one thing this offseason that I've really come back to is I was looking at different different sets, different offensive philosophies because I'm a curious person. Uh, it's partly why I do the podcast. And, yeah, I wanted to research and see, is there something else that's better? Is there something else I like? And I thought maybe there were some things that I liked better. But I think to be true to myself, to – to coach what I know and what I have answers to, I think you have to, for me, that's, that's the power. I that's I that's I formation. That's yeah. Being doing those two things. I, as a guy who's called plays for the last, Oh geez, three years. I've been in a couple of different things trying to, to match the offense to the personnel. And for the first time really in my career, the personnel has stayed the same. Uh, from one year to the to the next, so I think it's, it's something for me to to look at. Say, hey, do I want to do I want to change? Do I want to adapt? How do we want to do this? Because there's so much information out there, right? There's just so much that you can you can look at, you can read. Gee whiz, it, it's never ending. But for me, that's I formation. That's power I. That's I formation. That's pro I. That's something I'm looking at is stick I. And I think that's something that's good too. I think we can, you know, people can can use that. But power I and stick I are basically the same thing, right? You're just moving that third back, that third back around. But for me as a play caller, it's what I see, right? I'm looking at a, a still shot of a play and you know, we're in power eye and this defense is six two cover zero. And then what I'm doing is, hey, next year if I see this call, what are plays I like versus this? <clears throat> because there's a play we ran versus it, or a series of plays in this in this game. But my mind now in the offseason is thinking, hey, what do I do the next time I see this? What's another answer to this to keep the defense guessing and i'm not talking about the defensive coordinator because that guy on the other sideline is prepared and he's smart and he knows all the answers to to what gives his defense problems but me as a high school offensive play caller i'm just trying to confuse the the 15 the 18 year olds on the field 
That's who I'm trying to confuse. So that's a much simpler thing to do than trying to confuse uh, the coordinator on the other on the other side of the field. And whatever offense you run, that's 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 good for you, right? Whatever defense you run. But the biggest thing is just be yourself. Run what you know and what you can fix. And that's something I did not fully understand until really this past year because we started the year really pretty good on offense we did some good things had some some good showings and then about the middle of the year we struggled some and instead of I think the the knee-jerk reaction can be let's just change it all right let's let's move to something else let's do something different but I think for the first time in my coaching career, actually I know it was the first time in my coaching career, I just leaned into this is what we're doing. This is what we've practiced. We just need to do these certain things better. And long story short, the last game of the year is our best game offensively. It wasn't really close. It wasn't even close. And man, that's a good lesson for me. And I think for a lot of people is – just press in to what you do, whether that's offense, defense, special teams, weightlifting. If it's good and if it sounds, just continue to do it. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Don't try to do something that you don't understand, your kids don't understand. Now, is there a time to make a change? Absolutely, yes. If there's no production and it doesn't fit your personnel then yes, please change change something because change can be a good thing, right? Uh, the Rams just won a Super Bowl in part because they changed their quarterback. So yeah, change can be a, a good thing. And as a coach, that's the balance, right? What do I change? What do I keep? And one thing I've learned through going on eight years as a as a head coach and going on, gee whiz, was it 14 years as a high school coach is don't write things in stone, but don't write them in a raceable marker either. Let's have some, right. There's something in the middle there, right? Let's have some things that are time tested that we will keep, right. That we're going to press into when times get tough. But let's also have some things that we're willing to to discard, some things that are maybe maybe preference, right? And that to me is the mark of a of an expert coach, somebody who knows what are the essentials of their program and what are the non-essentials, what are things that are preference, and what are things that can change. And man, that is different for every coach, for every program because we're all individuals, right? We are all, you know, made in the image of God and we all have different likes and dislikes. And there's a bunch of different ways this is going to cap. But what we have to find as coaches is what works for us. How does that, how does our process work? And I don't know that I've spent enough time looking deep into why do I do this? 
I've looked at what are we doing, but why is this being done? What inside of me makes me like, like to practice a certain way? Why is our practice structured in such a manner? And I, for me, it's because it's what it was, what was modeled for me, especially in college, uh, at Liberty, we practice a certain way. And as a head coach, that's basically the way we practice, uh, because it was modeled for me. I saw it work. It was effective. And yeah, so that's why we, our practice schedule is the way it is. I, I know we had periods in practice at Liberty and I'm sure we had a horn. I just don't really remember it because as a player, it was, we did it so much, right? The practice schedule didn't really ever change. So Monday was like this, Tuesday was like this, Wednesday was like this, Thursday was like this, Friday was like this during the season. And we could beat the coaches to where we were going because we knew what period that was, what was happening. And I think there's a there's room for creativity in practice, for keeping things fresh, but I think it's far more important to have some routine, uh, especially, and especially we must have a practice plan. And it doesn't need to be something that's super complex it just needs to be something that hey here's, here's the time we're doing something here's what we're doing and if it's a team period i think it's good to script plays but i also think it's good to leave some room for for the messy because football games are messy football games do not go to script so i think it's important that you leave room for the unexpected in practice especially in team periods i don't know about indie or, or group periods, but in team periods, I think as a coach, especially as a play caller, you need some time and practice to be able to go through a situation that you're not prepared for, because that will happen in a game a lot, right? We call a play and we think, oh, this play is going to, it's going to work really good. And we're going to bust for 20 yards. And then all of a sudden it's a, it's a negative five and then we're off to schedule. So now we have to call a different play. We were, we're now we're calling a play that we did not anticipate calling. So we have to know our system well enough to know, Hey, all right, it's second and 15. What do I do to get back to third and eight, right? Third and seven. What in my playbook can get me there versus this team that we are playing? Because that can change week to week. The matchups change, the defensive scheme changes, and I think you have to know yourself and know your offense like the back of your hand. And that's why I, I kind of chuckle at the guys that sell the offensive systems. Because how do you make something your own when you're buying it from somebody else? Yeah. So, uh, now I think the offensive system stuff is good. Let's say you're trying to use it to add to your system or to look at it and say, Hey, how do I make my system more systematic? I think it's good in that regard, but I don't think it's good if you just take somebody's system and just fully adopt it because then it's not yours and you don't fully understand it because it's not yours. And maybe it's their answers, right? So they'll sell their system and say, Hey, our answer to this is blank. Well, maybe that's their answer because of the player they have there or they see this type of defense in their conference, right? Speaking about offensive systems. So we just have to be careful that we're true to, we have to be careful and be true to ourselves. And 
to run schemes and to have a practice plan and to do off-season lifting in a way that we know like the back of our hand, that we have spent so much time looking into how do I do this the best way possible that the way we end up doing it is something that is natural and it's organic because your players and my players can tell when it's something that they don't understand, that the coaches don't understand that comes out very quickly. So as you coach players, as I coach players, let's make sure that we know our stuff so well that we know it and we have studied it and we know the answers when things go wrong because things are going to go wrong. And as we grow as a coach, I think one of the main things I know I grow in is humility is understanding. I don't have all the answers, but I have enough, right? That nobody's coached a perfect game, but that we're striving to be the best coach that we can be. So, Little thoughts after the Super Bowl today, and I thank y'all for listening.